All right, here we go. We are sort of back. Alvin and I have secured a room at the Calgary Library. Of course, if you listen to the audio quality, this intro was not recorded in that room. But uh, we finally sat down and did some stuff, and I've split it up into two episodes to give us a little buffer because we are taking too long of a break. So uh, today we're just going to catch up on the summer here in 2023 here in Calgary and kind of figure out where we're at. So we're always looking to have new conversations. So come on, reach out to us, come sit down on a microphone, tell us why we're wrong about everything. We love that shit. Let's get back to my viewfinder. Uh, this is real. It's real now. Hold on. I'll also take a photo. I'm gonna go meta. Oh, I missed it. Oh. Take a picture of you taking a picture, because we are photographers apparently. And I'll post that on the gram. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have done landscape. Who gives well, a I shit? I can take this this uh, road boom arm home. Yeah. Me. Where are we in trouble? Okay. On the presumption that this is working, uh, what episode is this? Episode... I think it's... I don't even know, dude. Five? All I know it's, <laughs> is that it's been, what, two months since uh, we last recorded? May, I yeah, think? I don't know. It's, yeah, May. Definitely before the uh, stampede. Yep. All right. Is it recording? It is recording. Where do you want to start? We don't have... We spent how long? I don't even know. 45 minutes? 30, 30 minutes trying to turn this computer on. Yeah. So we are live and alive from the Calgary Central Library. Central Library is fucking dope, man. This is a really nice space, despite how small it is. Yeah. So These doors are locked, right? Yeah, it's locked. And we can't get back in without the librarian, so you know it's legit. Okay, nice. Yeah. Maybe there's a bigger room um, if we ever have a guest. But I do think maybe we should just record in here. It'll make... Uh, Make it more real. Yeah, totally. More intimate. Hold on. This gum. So there's no chewing. <laughs> in the, uh, that's part of your charm. I don't want to ruin it, you know? It's part of your charm, just fucking There's eating. not even a garbage here. Where do I put this? Oh. That's, yeah, you're right. That's all good. I think I have a receipt here somewhere. Oh, I have an old bus pass. The pride one. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was at the parade. So we should that, talk about LGBT that quickly. Rights. So we, we went to Pride Parade. And it was fucking bonkers. And I would just say quickly, because this doesn't really have anything to do with photography, easily double the size of the Stampede Parade. Easily. Really? It was, dude, it was like, I think we got there half an hour late. We stayed an hour and there was still at least a 30, 40 minutes after that. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And people were like into it. That's just proof that the vaccines are making your kids gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was vaccinated. So yeah, that might be, that might be a thing. Yeah. That might be a real thing. I'm feminized now. I grew my hair out, but then I, uh, I, I woke myself up from that cut woke it. agenda and cut my hair. Awful. <laughs> Fucking conservative. <laughs> Quick note on this recording. Uh, we can't actually hear what the end product is until we get home. So we'll see what happens. Thank you, previous user of the booth who fucked this computer up so badly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could have been you or the... No, <laughs> just it was just blank. Kidding. And then Alvin had to come here as the PC guy and actually spent 30 minutes. I, I gave up. You know, I smack yeah. people. If we don't click it once and it, like, it just doesn't work and we fucking, we leave, it's over. I mean, at least now we know this time we just need to bring a micro SD card and... Oh, it just used yeah, the just board? Yeah, just like straight yeah, up, yeah. put it right into the roadcaster and then hit record. 
right there. Good. That's a good idea. So just so it's more straightforward, less uh, less of a hassle. And I'm pretty sure this thing does multi-track recording, which is, uh, you know, just makes it easier on the post-processing side. I hope so. We're yeah. going to find out. All right. So we have, we have a lot to talk about because we haven't recorded anything. I, I will let you in on this secret. I have actually tried to record a solo episode three separate times in the last three months, and they're all shit. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just You should have just given them to me so I could, <laughs> you know, I, I, They were like, uh, I put in... The longest one was like a 15 minute rambling session. And then I put it into post. I was trying to edit it uh, on the old Adobe audition. And I was like, wow, this is fucking awful. Yeah. People should not have to listen to Why? this. Why? Just like because of your takes or no, the technicalities? No, I was like rambling and my tone was weird. And I just, I don't know. I just, and like I, the things I was saying, I, I don't know if I was agreeing with after I said it. Mm, okay. I don't remember what my opinions are. I don't remember what I was talking about. You know what? I, I was trying to research uh, photography verbiage and whether there was a colonial link in the sort of gun metaphors we use for photography. And I found this essay from, I don't remember this woman's name, but it was written early 1990, I'm going to say six or something, pre 9-11. And uh, yeah, it's some really interesting takes on just how violent photography is implicitly. I presume that she had some analysis. I'd yeah, like it's, to hear. Hey, it's three months ago. I have the essay bookmark somewhere, but if I were to invent a thesis, because I can't tell you this is what it really was, I think the essay itself was a critique on some, there's a woman famous. Susan for, Sontag? Maybe Sontag. Yeah who had written uh, her book on, what's her critique on? Is it, this is a critique about her critique on photography. Uh, anyways, who gives a shit? At the end of the day, I think the premise was that we have these violent words that uh, use gun metaphors to, um, you know, essentially we're extracting or stealing moments from people we're presuming that they're reality, but in fact, we are, you know, committing violence, let's say, uh, to our subjects. In the end, she was suggesting that we use verbiage like make photographs instead of taking them or shooting or, you know, capturing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, ha I have heard that in the contemporary space as well. Yeah. Uh, the term make, making photographs instead of taking just um, for mainly those same reasons as well. But uh, go on. Yeah, so then I was trying to Google, like, in Korean, my terrible Korean, but we say chiko, uh, which is kind of like its own verb for photography. And then I looked up the Tagalog one, but I don't remember it. But it's also not, uh, I don't think it's a violent term. Am I right? Do you know how to say it? I probably don't even know the term. Usually I just hear it like, oh, picture, picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I looked up, I don't know, I, I don't remember. I looked up like five different ways to say it uh and i think in japanese it's it's like a violent i think they use take or capture but well, i could be wrong what what was the specific verbiage in english that you were oh i i think my google is literally like how to say uh taking or like photographing in different languages so mm, okay. um, yeah but it, it was very surface level um and i'm pretty sure that my thesis failed like by the third language mm. Because, you know, the other thing is uh, photography is a very Western Eurocentric process, right? Okay. Well, I mean, the direct Google Translate, and I don't even know no, this because right. I'm not very fluent in Tagalog, mm -hmm. but uh, 
Lara one, Lara one. But are those uh, basic verbs? Is it a verb that you'd use in another context? Yeah. Well, baguha nung means like to take. Oh, okay. And then I presume uh, Lara one means a photograph photo. or an image. Okay. Yeah, image. So it is still uh, this capturing idea. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. I, I so I don't think that connection has legs, but uh, it just made me wonder where that uh, sense of violence is. I don't know. I don't like to use the word violence either. It sounds so intentional. Power dynamic. The power exploitation. dynamic. Exploitation. Exploitation. And we, we've talked about that a lot. I think. Yeah, that... I mean, like photography is inherently exploitative. You're taking a subject, not to sound like a broken record, but you are taking a subject matter in the real world and transforming it into something else. Right, whether your intentions of it are good or not, and yeah, like not a lot of people really pay attention to that when they take photos. Maybe more so in this current space. I I wouldn't know, but I know I certainly have for sure. I haven't even taken that many photos as of late. It's just hard. It's like part of the vernacular. You grew up, uh, let's say, in the craft, not necessarily when you're a little child per se, but uh, yeah, it's hard to change the way we speak. It's like. Uh, I've been noticing everybody saying y'all and I fucking hate it because I don't like country, but it turns out mm. it's because it's their way of getting rid of you guys. So like, oh. you know, I'm in these meetings and everybody's saying y'all, y'all, y'all. I'm like, what the fuck? When did we get so country? But it's apparently... They y'all cater. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're going that way. <laughs> um, and then, you know, when I try to think of what I would say in opposed to, as opposed to y'all, it's like friends people you know it gets weird yeah well yeah. i don't really give a fuck like i <laughs> i just, still say you guys a lot but. yeah like I, I like i'll still say you guys if someone's offended it's like i know i will accommodate but also like i don't know I, I just feel like it's a silly um thing to get mad about but yeah. that's just me yeah, yeah it's a speaking weird as the very social justice warrior leftist that i am <laughs> no like I, I really don't give a fuck like there are there are some issues on the political spectrum that it, it's just culture war culture war bullshit and then yeah i think it's just reductive um as far as like class antagonisms go and that doesn't really apply to me but i will acknowledge like intersectionality is a thing for sure i feel like it's just such a silly thing to like police one's language yeah i was uh talking about uh, oh uh sorry to bother you have you seen that movie the fucking bananas no what is that um lucky stanfield and it's boots is that riley it's riley that crazy fucker anyways he directed it i think you would like it a lot but it used to be on netflix for a long time but it's uh you need to rent it it is fucking bananas i can't actually explain it to you because it's the whole premise is a spoiler alert but i will say that it is uh, maybe a fever dream angry uh, poem <laughs> manifestation of everything you like to talk about class war racism uh corporate capitalism all that kind of shit okay but it's like it's fucking weird as hell anyway so we were reviewing this movie and this has come up a few times but you know it brought up this idea, for example, that Korean people and black people in the States do not get along when they ought to. Uh, there's really a lot of interesting, there's really a lot of interesting uh, overlap in culture and history, at least in the 60s and 70s, that really ought to have made them allies. But there's a lot of uh, intentional propagandizing and uh, cultural interference. And now they're sworn enemies sometimes, not the young people, but 
certainly the uh, boomers don't get along. Mm. There's the whole nesting machine guns and uh, wars in the, was it late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. funny you mentioned that because for whatever reason, I was thinking of the LA riots in the 90s yeah. and how the Korean uh, shop owners would just like camp out on the top of their rooftops, mainly but, taking aim at, you know, just the... Black youth? Yeah. Really? And uh, and it sucks because they're both oppressed, especially in the 80s, uh, late 80s, early 90s, you know, BTSing it mm-hmm. yet. But it's just, it, it reminded me of that suddenly because... You know, all of these things that we're getting upset about in cancel culture, I wonder how much intentionality the power structure has in sowing the seeds for us to be yelling at each other about saying you guys instead of looking at the people who are actually oppressing the lower caste in the system. It's just a thought that I had about yeah. no, language. No, that, that, <laughs> that, that's a very interesting thing to think about. Well, especially the both of us growing up in a north american upbringing you know yeah away from our roots which is it's interesting because there are no pronouns in tagalog oh no no oh it's the opposite in korea yeah but... like well <laughs> like when we refer to someone we say like sha right but there uh, are like you know uncles aunties um Interesting. Like, tita, tito, tita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard that before. I don't know enough about Filipino culture to understand gender norms or social, uh, yeah, structures. So I yeah. don't know enough about that. But I do know about Koreans, and uh, we're fucking weird. It's opening up finally, mm-hmm. but uh, that strong Confucian line makes very restrictive identity politics right and not just with gender but with class systems and uh, oh for sure yeah so yeah yeah we don't know much being north american raised but the more i think both of us learn about where we come from it's total mindfuck yeah it explains a lot of intuitive things we I, have <laughs> i will say though like um with the introduction of latinx and i think it carried over to Philippinex, right? I, I I don't know. That's, yeah, there's an overlap. That's pretty funny like. to me, yeah. just because I've just heard the term Filipino as a general term for for male and female. Well, there's like Filipina, right? Which is, oh yeah, I guess that's valid. But I don't know Philippine. I've never heard. I've never considered Filipinex to be to catch on. No, yeah. no, I haven't heard that necessarily in the vernacular. But I'm trying to remember, like when I was young, if we refer to female filipinos i mean i've heard filipina but i don't know if that was such a common term but you know maybe in the 90s we were just disregarding women in general so maybe i don't know yeah that's a thing um speaking of which you went to fiesta filipino yeah yeah so then okay so we should talk okay we're rambling again let's talk about a couple things we can talk about festivals we actually met at one uh we can talk about stampede but i really want to talk about ai but yes, I was at Philippi- what is it called? Filipino Fiesta? Yeah, Filipi- or Fiesta Filipino. Yeah, it was fucking raucous, man. It was crazy. I went uh, when they opened it last year, and it was kind of like people just Quiet. setting up tents. Well, it was like during... It, well, COVID is still a thing, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. The pandemic is still ongoing, by the way. No, I, not in Alberta. And oh. <laughs> uh, uh, we solved it, just like... Uh, are, you ki- are you sure? Like, I saw the Calgary Sun even write an art- article. Oh, really? Are they writing about COVID-19, the return? Something like that. <laughs> Hell yeah, all right, brother. All right, all right. I'll keep an eye out. I'll uh, we'll go look for some new swabs. We're going to put the muzzles back. 
His muzzle sounds like Muslim. I actually was out with my uh, Emerson and Helen got sick a couple weeks ago, and I actually did the good Asian boy thing. I wore a mask, even though I was not presenting symptoms. No, it's good. So I wasn't patient zero. Imagine that, listeners. That's good. Don't be patient zero. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I went to Filipino, uh, Philip, Philip, Philippine X, Philippine Fiesta, <laughs> and we lasted about uh, 45 minutes. It was crazy, man. I didn't know you guys had like the. They're not taiko drums, but it was like a big drum ceremony, like performance. And they had almost like line dancing. Uh, so I don't know what that is. Oh, probably a tinikling. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and they had this big mob around, uh, it was probably 10 women, uh, you know, in this choreographed dance. And then we kind of circle around. There's so much food, but it's all meat. And it's all crazy and food trucks. All greasy. And then in the uh, big main stage in Olympic Plus, they had a Zumba performance, which is fucking hilarious. So they had, you know, yeah, 100 we, people Zumbaing. We've co-opted that for <laughs> sure. 100%. So good. There was actually supposed to be a famous Filipino. Um, this is embarrassing to say, but uh, it, in it. the Philippines, we have copied the Koreans and co-opted K-pop. Nice. P-pop. P-pop. Yes. So there was a P-pop group that was supposed to come called um, BGYO. <laughs> I guess the acronym would mean Baguio, which is a city. Okay, okay. I was hoping for something sexual. I don't know why. Yeah, no, no, no. But they, I think their visas got denied or something like that. Oh, shit. So they couldn't make it. Okay. (laughs) That would have, I don't know. It would have been, I think it would have caught Emerson's attention more. We we were walking sort of on that slope and he's just, he's kind of like, what are they doing? I'm like, oh, that's Zumba. That Mm. is Zumba. But if he had seen a, was it a boy or girl group or... Oh, it's a boy. boy it's group. a boy band. Yeah, if you saw yeah. a boy group doing choreographed dancing to sort of computer-generated uh, pop music, he would have wanted to sit there mm. and bask in that. He loves that kind of stuff. So. Okay, that's cool. But it was overwhelming for him because it was so noisy um, in a cool way. I don't. Not yeah, no, like we party hard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it was we celebrate. We celebrate. Probably like three in the afternoon. So I don't know where that went in the evening, but it probably went to a darker oh, place. Dude, my fucking neighbor is. They're Filipino, and there was one point where they would not stop partying until like 11 at night, and even then, uh, the music was so loud. I'm sure my white neighbors got annoyed, and a part of me was like, oh, man, I want to just call the cops you know, mm. so they can tone it down. But another part of me is like, yeah, just like annoy them. It's my people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. I mean, I remember when we moved to Calgary, it was so karmic. I, you know, when I was really heavily partying i was that guy for sure and it wasn't 11 like we were just losing our minds at all hours of the morning uh so noisy and we were in a townhouse complex so i'm definitely owed some uh, noise retribution but uh now that i'm old it pisses me off like even if people are talking in the street i'm just like fuck man it's like 10 30 p.m Damn. go back home boomer <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh no so yeah we went it was good and i think that was Last weekend, was it? Yes. Okay, so we ended up going to Prince Island to check out the Pride Festival, but we found out after it was the adult festival. It wasn't like the family. Okay. So we got there and they had all the food trucks and they had, I think, a drag queen performing on the stage. And as we went through the booths, it was like crocheted dicks and BDSM shit and like swings. And, uh, you know, like we're, we're not too worried about, it, but it's not a place where you can sit and loiter either with, uh, Emerson. I, I don't really want him to mm. keep asking me why there's so much latex in this booth. Um, and then what else did we do? Yeah, it was, it was good. We've been trying to go out 
you and I met at Korean Fest, which was way weaker, but... Uh, Sorry, you guys will get there. Yeah. Yeah. There's just not a lot of Koreans in Calgary, I no, guess. No, there aren't. Yeah. No. It's probably a good thing. Uh, we, we went to that uh, before COVID, and they were in a field in Kensington, I think. And it was like the same number of people, but it felt nicer, cozier, because they weren't in that... Yeah, that's what pavement. my wife said. Yeah. Yeah, she went there, I think, last year. It's nice because it's like grassy and it's good food yeah. and, and it had a way better vibe. But that uh, concrete jungle show Oh was, God, it was so fucking hot, dude. dude. Just radiating fucking brutal. off the fucking concrete. <laughs> oh God. That's why we booked it. Like, you know, I was seeing you in the, uh, what's your wife, Marielle? Yeah. Yeah. I was fucking sweating. Yeah, dude. man. We were like, we should hang out. And then uh, we went for the, like we split up accidentally because we were both leaving that shaded area. And then I wanted Emerson to take a picture of the hanbok to send to my mm. uh, grandparents. And as we're ch coming back to find you, I was like, fuck it. We got to go. Like, yeah. I'm going to pass out. This place no, is I, I, I don't blame you. We didn't, we didn't leave that much long. Like, we, we didn't stay that much longer after you had left. The, I think maybe two or three performances. Was it karaoke? Huh? What was happening on the stage? No, they were performing. Oh, that was like legitimate performers? Yeah. Okay. There were some Filipinos singing uh, Cupid by oh, 50, nice. 50. Oh. And I was like, not all of us can sing, but keep trying, girl. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was, uh, I swear, uh, so judgmental, but there was definitely one person singing when we were in line to get the uh, Korean costume. That's what the Hanbok is. That could not, I hope, could not have been a professional singer. And I don't want to be a hater, but I hope she was just like a good attempt at public karaoke. But uh, it was quite bad. Mm. Yeah. So that was festivals, and we've been out and about. I don't remember. Summer's been pretty busy. We've been doing some stuff, but I don't know. We went to Stampede. How was that? I t I've been taking pictures again. It's pre pretty exciting. That's good. Yeah. I have not actually, surprisingly. Um, I tried taking pictures at um, Korea Fest. No it was, dice. Yeah, it was a little soft. Yeah, yeah. I tried. I, want, I wanted to go to Pride and Fiesta Filipino, but my wife and kid got sick. Yeah. So I was responsible and didn't go as well in case that I caught it. Yeah, yeah. And Stampede, um, that's, I actually shot a lot there, but I haven't seen the files yet. Uh, Buried. Yeah, that's about it. I know that I tried out my new camera. Wait, what's your new camera? Well, the Sony a7C, oh, okay. which is okay. like, I don't know, it's more of a video camera. Fancy. But I, Fancy. I tried using like one of my optical viewfinders on it. And then, oh, did I tell you this? Uh, no. So I had my optical viewfinder mounted on top and I was using a 35. And I was walking with my kid because he needed to use the bathroom. And then when I looked at my camera, it was gone. What? And that thing is like $300. Like it fell off the hot shoe? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you just mounted on the hot shoe. Yeah, yeah. So that thing is like $300. <laughs> and I had just bought it. Like, I think I had it for two weeks. Okay. And. Oh, no. Yeah. So. Like, how, wait, like, how does it fall off? Well, it's. It's just the, the, the hot shoes on these cameras these days are not as Sturdy. tight. Yeah. Yeah. So it did have it a dial loose. and it was locked in as far as you could tell, but it wasn't no, locked like you in can't, correctly. You can't even like lock it in. It, oh, you just, just slip it on. Oh. But, but it was made for Leica cameras. Oh. Um, film Leica cameras. I feel like we're talking about condoms all of a sudden. No, like, no, no. You gotta, yeah, it's, you gotta have some tension in that. Oh, well, I do. I like, well, now, now I put tape on the back, but... Yeah, it like fell off and I was like, oh my fucking God, I just lost $300 right That's there. Crazy. But then I, I walked around, I backtracked oh. and I ended up, I ended fine. I ended up 
finding it on oh, the ground. Oh, nice. But it was in such rough condition. Like, oh, it was all black paint. <laughs> oh, shit. Like enamel black paint. It was all like pristine. It was in new condition when yeah, I got yeah. it. And then when I got it, it was like, just we'll just say it was like on. there was patina, right? But the optics are fine. It's, okay. I, I don't know. I was it's just usable. like, just I was really used. discouraged about that. Oh, it's no. like, fuck. Like, <laughs> That's what you get for all your gas, buddy. I know, dude. <laughs> It's whatever, but like <laughs> no. Recently, I've just been shooting with the Ricoh GR. Yeah, like fuck the Sony I'm A7. So jealous of that camera. Yeah. Yeah, fuck the Sony A7. I just use that for video. Why can't I find like a GR2 for cheap? It should be like a oh, hundred bucks. It's so expensive. It's now. so expensive. It's like you still got to spend what fourteen hundred bucks? Something. I don't know. I I can't find them anyways. But I once in a while I'll peek because I want a little pocket camera, and it's not happening. I bought that thing for. Five hundred dollars in twenty fifteen. Wow, this is my first one, and then my oldest kid at the time was three, and he jumped Warped off the bed, it. nice, and landed his ass on my <laughs> camera bag. So he broke my camera. <laughs> I like how tense you look all of a sudden. You're like, fuck, <laughs> yeah. And then I bought another one for, yeah, about the same price. Yeah, in twenty sixteen, and then the price now for that specific model is like nine hundred dollars. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's hard to, yeah. I mean, photography is... All thanks to just inflation. <laughs> well, come on. Oh, oh shit. Was that weird. us? Or is yeah, that I think it? so. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fucking... Uh. Oh. I love, I love that we can blame a global economic problem on a, on a single person. Did I... I read an article headline. I didn't actually read the article, but does Pierre Polivier live in public uh, fund, like public subsidized housing? Just like uh, Jack and the Olivia. Oh, I don't know. Thing? That was a Beaverton article. Oh, it's satire. Oh, but okay, okay. Like I just I, flicked I, by it. So they probably do, did their due diligence. All right, and all right. Even though it's satire, it's probably real. I, I shouldn't just I'm say not Pierre gonna look it up Our pod. future prime minister, Pierre. That's fucking frightening. He's from here. Hey, you what? know that? He's thought, from Calgary. Oh, and he moved to Quebec to get uh, to get a seat. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, he used to live in Shaughnessy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's why he's rising. He's probably sleeping with Stephen Harper. Good. Yeah. Well, he's very good at like agitating working class people because there yeah. are material conditions. Trumpism, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there are material conditions that um, are worsening. Yeah. Um, but it's not because of immigrants or whatever. It's because... It's because capitalism does not work, at least right now. Did I tell you about that article I read? It was an op-ed about how the biggest problem where capitalism fell is when we lost moral education. Did I send that moral to you? Moral education? Yeah. No. So it's pretty interesting. This guy posited that it was during the 80s to the 90s when we took away sort of religious and cultural formation in society. And he's like very carefully, he's like, I'm not talking about churches and I'm not talking about like modern uh, religious rhetoric, which is like, hate-based and like fucking violent mm-hmm. well we lost this line that there's this sense of a good way to act and a good way to associate with our fellow man and instead somewhere around the 80s and 90s like, he has a date i don't remember why uh we got into what we now know as capitalism which is this pure uh unmitigated selfish individualism where it's about what i earn fuck everybody else it's about my success, and it's not about a family system or, or a community. It's not about uprising. So I read it. I, like, there's some parts where I was getting a little irritated, but it, it made me think, you know, there was a point where maybe I could want to make money with a podcast, but it wouldn't be about what I'm going to buy with it. Maybe it could have been about feeding my family. Imagine that. Maybe it could have been 
oh, like, I have a friend, Alvin, and I've been seeing him having some tough times. Maybe I can use this podcast money. There's no money in podcast. This podcast money and buy him a fucking optical viewfinder that he just stepped on because he's an idiot. I didn't step on it. It was I, thousands of people on the stampede ground. I'm just saying. So like, <laughs> imagine like a community-minded capitalism. And apparently, because uh, you're a bit younger than me, but uh, the capitalism I grew up in, we had lived in a pink cloud. It actually kind of worked in the 80s and 90s. People were actually kind of happy. It was super weird. Uh, it was a lie, but uh, it wasn't well, as sick as it is now. From I what know. I recall, um, if my reading serves me right, Probably was does, yeah. Reaganomics yep. gave a short boom. Yeah. So everyone's material conditions like went too high. Yeah. Not too high, but like it, it got better, right? Like well, the yeah, like like material good material conditions are great. That's a good thing. That's always a good can thing. Can be, yeah. Can yeah, be. it's always a good thing. But then, like, at the same time, there was mass union busting. Yeah. Welfare. Like, uh, social services and welfare was, like, cut. Like, funding for that was cut. And uh, deeply antagonized. And, yeah, that's where, like, the rugged individualism like the, kind of uh, birthed. Which if, is... If you're failing, it's your fucking Which fault. is funny, because, like, yeah. Ronald Reagan was a um, recipient of union. Well... Of... Uh, of a union you know these uh one percenters take care of each other like a family so there's something there's something weird there's something weird we're missing as uh low-income earners having a community is a great thing to have and sure. i think like that's ultimately what we are missing now as opposed to then but when you look at how things were formed as far as the material conditions go and even down to our infrastructure like our main like means of transportation are cars yeah right and our neighborhoods accommodate for cars mainly yep. all roads right yeah no cycling uh kids no can't walking. play yep. on the street yeah you can't even go to the playgrounds anymore yeah. people are too scared to let their car yeah, exactly. kids out. yeah yeah um and then you have like mom and pop shops like all fucking disappearing yep. right so there is no community no margins um, yeah, yeah where like you can't you can like you know, get to know your community members, right? Yeah. There's like no centralized place. Churches are still a great way, even though I'm an atheist now, but churches are a great way to yep. build a community. Yeah. That seems to be... Um, Maybe the last bastion of uh, yeah community building. I don't know. It's not sports. <laughs> it's, there's nothing more polarizing than sports. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't really care about sports. Well, sports are mean. gay. Easy now, easy now. All right. Well, I don't know. That's kind of our update. Uh, what else? You know what? I I just thought we should make this into two recordings. A because it's oh wait, hold on. If post. if I may interject, yeah. Um, you should read uh, Mark Fisher's work, Capitalist Realism. Did you refer that to me before? No. One second. But I've been reading it, and it's it's a great analysis on how. Here's the thing. We're in a library. Yeah. So. No, search it up. Which Mark? Is it a K or a C? Uh, Mark with a K. Mark Fisher. He's dead now, RIP. But great analysis on um, how capitalism kind of, in, not invades, but like is a part of... Okay, which one do I get? Capitalist realism, post-capitalist desire? No, capitalist realism. Is there no alternative or okay. some shit like that? I'll put it on hold. Too many, too many communists are reading this. Oh, it's because there's only one copy. All right, I'm mm. third in line. Okay, I'll read it. No, no, it's great. Um, so far. I Are like, you reading it right now? I, I bought it. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. So if you don't get it, I can just lend it to you. I guess the thesis around that book is that capitalism as a system has been so integrated in our lives that 
we just can't escape it no matter how hard we try. Yes. Um, right down to <laughs> anti-capitalist sentiments. So yeah. like if I buy say, in a framework. leftist yeah. theory books like mm-hmm. Lenin, which you could get for free at Marxist.com. Uh, <laughs> I want the paper version because I read better on paper. the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I would still have to order it off Amazon because that is the only place where I can buy it. Yeah. Right. Which feeds the capitalist machine and even down to like the aesthetics, like um, Black Lives Matter. Right. Yeah. Buy a Black Lives Matter flag, or even at yeah, Walmart, gotta buy the uh, Every Child Matters shirts. Yeah, right. Like, there's just no escaping it. It's a uh, pretty dreary to think about, but I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna try and continue to be a revolutionary optimist. <laughs> <laughs> I like to consider myself as an anti-consumerist. I really don't like purchasing stuff. I certainly don't like to consume things uh, ad hoc, but. Yeah, whatever we do right now, we are within a box because the entire world is in that box. There's no refuge. There's no place where you can go in this utopic thing where you're like, oh, yeah, everybody's hugging each other and we feed each other from the fruit of our loins. I don't know, like, like this nice, fun, glorious, golden pasture doesn't exist. Oh, like the means of our production? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't exist. And, and you know, uh, I know communist uh, manifestations in the past shouldn't necessarily be a rule but it just didn't work so the real fight is how do we do it from our homes and you know without losing our creature oh, comforts oh, well, i'm gonna tell you right know. now that well first of all like it did work in cuba yeah i got well, to analyze cuba. think I don't about know. the embargoes right yeah it's because, yeah. It's because they well, weren't allowed to do free trade i'm learning about north korea north korea is not as fucking weird as we think no north korea is actually like pretty it's awesome pretty high like back then society. i don't know about now. yeah yeah from yeah, the yeah. six uh from the 50s through the 70s yeah yeah you know i read uh did i tell you this north and south korea are actually going to meet for uh reconciliation talks but uh their planned meeting at washington dc to be heralded, let's say, by Bill Clinton. Why, though? Why? Was, that seems like an op to me. Was broken by uh, Dick Cheney getting into office with uh, W. Bush and putting North Korea on the uh, terrorist list or whatever mm. that list was called. Uh, pretty interesting. Oh, why were they going to unify? No, no. Like, why are they, why are they why the US? in D.C.? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the U.S. has their hands in everything and they tried to broker the peace. Well, and it's if because... I learned... It's because South Korea is a client state of the United no, States. No, well, okay. I mean, I don't know for real... For realsies, but everything I've been reading is that that's patently false. And what South Korea really is is a manipulator who understands that the only way they were going to get power is by pretending that the United States had everything, but they actually blame America for all of their problems. So that's I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I I don't know enough uh, Korean Korean people to understand the sentiment. Also, Korean people have a very closed off, uh, self looking culture. So. Uh-huh. I don't know if they would be open to talking about it. Okay, well, as a Filipino, I'm just going to say that I'm going to stay out of Korean people's business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's what they want. Uh, That's probably why, uh, yeah, Korean people love Korean people, man. That's the thing. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's let's make this kind of like a catch-up episode. And then, because we have a little bit of time, let's talk about something else on a separate recording. Because these are hard to post-process. Anything else that you've been up to? You cut your hair. Looks good. Now my hair, I had it at shoulder length. Yeah. I miss it, but not as bad as I thought. No. Um, not much else. Just mm-hmm. like back to the routine, back to school. Uh, that's about it. I'm trying to... Um, Lift more weight. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really just enjoying myself. Yeah. Um, I'm taking photographs here and there. And I was inspired by um, 
anyone has seen the Polly B YouTube channel, um, his walkie-talkie yeah, videos, um, subscribed. Yeah, I think I've I'm subscribed as well. But I saw the one with Aaron Berger. Shout out to Aaron, uh, whom I met in 2019. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool guy. Very nice guy. Um, he's also a bro. Lifts weights. Does Olympic weightlifting. <laughs> yeah, it was just like his his methodology and how he approaches the craft was just like like it's it's inspiring and. Also, he mentioned that it's like at this stage anyway, like, and I really related to it was that I've been photographing since 20, like ser seriously, I'm doing air quotes, seriously photographing since 2014. And I was like incredibly passionate about it up until like, I would say like 2019 was like when things started to burn out. But he mentioned that like at, at a certain stage, it's not about how... Um, passionate you are i'm paraphrasing here but uh, like it's all about like the longevity of it yeah yeah like how far you can play in the game i suppose once again paraphrasing watch the video oh yeah you should but yeah like yeah, that that totally good. like just relate related to me and i was like damn like that's real shit because i still want to photograph i just don't know what to photograph yeah that's that's real you know yeah, yeah. and it's not like it's not like photographing is something you should even think in the first place it should be based on your intuition mm. but like right now my intuition aside from that short week where i was inspired my my intuition is just telling me to sort of chill out i'm sure a lot of people uh especially photographers that we've worked with like jc yeah jc yepes who is also a street photographer from calgary great photographer. Uh, he was he's an og yeah. as far as i know he was like photographing back in god knows when i think i heard of i think i heard of him like even starting back in 09 if mm. you could correct me on that but yeah. yeah that's almost 14 years now that he's been photographing i think but he was i think he was burnt out for a bit and then he came back in 2017 and has been like on a pretty good run i should say oh yes yeah his shit is like very interesting. He's like he's legit one of my favorite photographers from Calgary. His work should be publicly seen. He's so uh, humble and shy. Yeah. I don't know why. He's got an eye. Yeah. Shouts out to JC. Yeah, buddy. You're supposed to be on this fucking recording. No, we should get him. We should I, get him on. I keep telling him and he gives me the oh, I don't know. And oh. then he actually signed up for Discord and then the <sighs> Discord died. Fuck. No, you know, I'm listening to that and I'm thinking we don't just live in a world of instant gratification. We want this constant gratification. And so these processes, like being a photographer, if we're talking about longevity, of course, like a relationship, we're going to have these like lulls where you're just kind of floating, treading water. Yeah. Because how can we be stimulated that long and that continuously? It's impossible. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. It's like in all crafts, like even, uh, fuck it, I'll be a bro. I'll compare it to fucking lifting weights. Yeah. Like, like when you're detrained, right, you're feeling really fucking weak and then as you stay consistent progress uh you eventually reach what's called a peak right where you're 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 your strongest once that peak has been reached you're back to like being detrained de life lessons shout out, shout, shout out to all my photography himbos out there out there <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing now yeah. for sure there's just uh, there's just too much muscle in general speaking from like i'm still working this injury so i'm gonna i'm gonna be back soon i'm gonna get running you'll bounce back yeah, yeah, fucking old age. Um, all right, let's 
let's turn this off for this one and then you can tell me if you have time because I, really... I got time no i got time all right cool uh do you want to let it run and just let yeah, me let's cut it? let it run i think my mic's just is it it is recording though right yeah. it is recording i can see the waveform there. but it is the mic right I'm... okay it's separate okay the sure sm7b it's one of the best mics you could get no, this I'm is the just... mic that michael jackson sang thriller on what do you mean this is that old this model yeah i'm not kidding when it's when i say it's one of the best mics you could buy